Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, and today I am joined by friend of the podcast. Uh, we've had him on before, and Islander fan, um, resistor, lead, lead singer, vocalist, whatever you want to call it these days. Uh, today I'm joined by Anthony Grambo. What's up? <laughs> and this, this should be fun because there's a couple things to talk about. Obviously... We're going to talk about the Islanders losing two games in a row to the Bruins, but we're not going to talk about that yet. What I want to talk about first is, like I said before, uh, Resistor, or Grambo's the lead singer of Resistor, who just put out a new split, right? Yep, split. So that came out on Friday. Um, For those of you who don't know, I will link everything when we post this episode. I'll make sure that we get that out there so people can check it out, but... Um, what's the deal with that? So how has that been received so far? And, you know, what, who is the, who is this split with? So actually everything's been received pretty damn well. I was actually fairly surprised because normally the day of a release, I'm always promoting hard and going nuts and pushing it. And, uh, it did everything on its own because I was driving on my way to watch the Islanders lose. So, you know, I spend the whole day driving to Boston in the snow, you know, it goes from wearing a tank top to come to... (laughs) The shitty weather of the Northeast. I mean, you're not snow. that far, though. Like, it shouldn't be that different. Dude, it was. I, we left, and I was actually in a tank top as we pulled away. And halfway through, it it literally looked like the middle of February. <laughs> so <laughs> it was pretty weird. But, yeah, no, so everything was pretty good with the release. And the video came out. It's uh, via Mango Records. And we had a, a bundle split, like um buy seven inch vinyl and long sleeve that go commemorate with the release and yeah no it's it's awesome there's orders going around all over the country into canada and other countries and pretty excited so that's sick that's good to hear because you know obviously it's not anybody that's been in a band or has done anything musically knows that it's a it's a grind it's not nothing comes easy and and it's tough to sort of get your your name out there and separate yourself from every other band that there is so the fact that it's doing well and people are digging it then you know it's great to hear because like i said it's not it's not easy to do so yeah no it's definitely not especially now with the social media day and it's just like you would think like a platform like that through social media make everything a lot easier but makes it a lot worse they they hide you they make you cough up money when you don't have money to spend and yeah no it's just it's like a game but it's happy when when you see it organically and People enjoying it, and you know, just that's all I really want out of this whole thing is just people enjoy it, get some angry music. So when <laughs> the Islanders lose, they try not to kill somebody. And but yeah, no. Oh, and also the band that we did the split with is our buddies in this band called Senseless, and it, it was a fun ride. So we're happy we share a room with them. We've done many tours with them, and hopefully more in the future. We we're supposed to have many more before COVID. Was, yeah, literally yeah. the week before is when we were supposed to leave for East Coast run. Is when Everything got shut down. So you spend months planning and yeah, doing all the booking, all that nonsense. And then one by one, they drop off like flies. But at the time, you know, you didn't know the severity of everything and knowing exactly what was going to happen. So in my little bubble, I was just yelling and cursing at people and stuff and going nuts. But (laughs) ended up being the right, the right move. Yeah, you know, the whole world went down. So hopefully once everything picks up, we just pick up where we left. You know, I'm just a little fatter and older than where we left (laughs) off, but keep moving. So. I mean, it's all got to, something's got to give pretty soon. We're, we're looking like we're on the, the back, you know, the, the back nine of this. And hopefully sooner rather than later, we can be back doing even just normal life stuff. And especially things like that, where I'm sure everybody, everybody's looking to go back to shows and go back to music and events and all that. So, you know, well, it seems th- like that. Cause even last night when we we're at the game, we were getting emails about, Promoters back at home for us, yeah. You know, asking if we would be available like July, August. Like, I mean, nothing set in stone because things could happen, and things get canceled. But as long as you see a little light at the end of the tunnel, where people are starting to, you know, pick up the pieces. I mean, for us, like majority of us in the band are fully vaccinated, so you know we're a little safe there. And you know, hopefully everything keeps on moving in the right direction. Seems like you know everybody's trying to do the best they can and do the right thing and trying to. Keep it from moving forward. Even with the Coliseum, I know now it's like a disaster to get in there. And I'll explain that a little later if you want me to go into detail, like how treacherous it is to get into the Coliseum to go to a game. But, you know, they try to do the right thing, but I, it seems like it's going to open up a little more. I mean, I think 
you know, it seems like you're segueing us into the discussion now of Bruins and Islanders, and we can talk about that. But before we get to the sadness on your part, let's talk about what you were just talking about. How, how do you get into a game at the Coliseum? Like, what is the process like? Because here it's really not too bad. It's it's almost like an it's almost like an honor system where you have to fill out a waiver every game you go to, but it's just like you fill it out saying, I don't have these symptoms. I haven't been um, in contact with anyone to my knowledge that has had these symptoms, you know, the usual contact tracing type of stuff. And once you show them the waiver that you signed and you bought your ticket, then that's it. There's no COVID test. There's no nothing. Like how, how different is it? Well, for me, it's like, I'm all about doing the right thing, whatever they need to do. Yeah. I've been to every game. So I'm not going to be like one of those, like, you know, really complain about that aspect. But from where I'm from, from Long Island, I, I just feel like it's a little bit ass backwards. You, okay. You, you know, it's they, they make it so very difficult to get in. So, it, and, and a lot of it doesn't make sense. Like, I understand if they want to take like a COVID test, but in order to take the COVID test to get through from the Islanders to make sure you have your COVID test in time, you have to go through their system, which is Northwell Health, and you have to do... Prior to that, you have to sit on a computer for an hour and do a virtual appointment, which makes absolutely no sense because you sit there, you weigh, you twiddle your thumbs, you're in the middle of work, and you try not to get caught, and they just tell you, oh, so you're here, so you want to schedule your COVID test. Yes. Okay. Wait. So, so you, it's like, why Why did I just sit here for an hour just for that? So you have to get a COVID test through them? Through them. It. You could. I mean, you could. You could. Like you could go to CVS or some yeah, yeah, some but, drugstore well, or whatever. But it's guaranteed that you have because they make it such a small window. Yeah, yeah. So if I were to go to like say Jones Beach, by us, like where I, you know, in the beginning of this, you get COVID test, it could either be two days you get it back, or you get it back a week later, and then you was you're screwed. Yeah. So you never know. So the problem. So with this thing, they guarantee you that it's through them because Northwell does a lot of stuff with the Islanders. They, you know, run the practice facility. They're, Do you have to pay? No. Okay. Well, it depends. From my, I have insurance, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't pay for that. But it's not about the COVID test. It's about the, the stupid virtual thing. So it, it's, I know what it is for that is so, so other people get paid through insurances mm. and stuff. Yeah. So because my friend did a scenario where he just went to go get his COVID test, and they told him the fuck right off, basically. They said, you didn't do the virtual. And he's like, well, what, what does it matter? Like, well, if now if you want the COVID test, you have to do... We have to take your, your blood samples. We have to take your heart rate. We have to do all this stuff. And it's like, why? Like, we you don't do that through the computer. Yeah. Like, why all of a sudden you need to do that now? So they make you do all that stuff. You deal with all that crap. And then you have to do another one of those health check things. You have to get a scanner thing. And you have to bring a proof receipt for your COVID test to go through things. And you go through three different steps just to get into the building. Where This is the part where I kind of get like, I'm not trying to sound like an ass when I say this, though, but like like my girlfriend brought up, like they're using the temperature thermometer as a, as a scanner for the for your QR code. That's not how that works. I know. <laughs> so, <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't so do they, it. They don't even know what's going on. And and all of this is not really for the safety. It's, it's really more because, you know, the team's kind of embedded with Northwell Health. So it's to help them with that because if you want to go to work in the city, they just squeeze you in there like a can of sardines and then tell you the fuck right off and... Well, go, that's <laughs> that's why I asked if they made it mandatory that you had to go through them. Uh, you don't, but you're not guaranteed. Yeah. And if you're not guaranteed, then you lose the money. Well, and that's what they're trying to do yeah. is to so make you make, do it that way. They make it so you go through them. Yeah. Because they, they make sure that you get that thing in time. Yeah. But actually, believe it or not, the first game back, a lot of people didn't even get it back in time. So. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was a whole other thing, but. So people didn't get, they didn't get to yeah, go in. They didn't, they didn't get in. Nor so. Get the money back. Okay. So you do this virtual thing. You get a COVID test. You test negative. You have the results. What happens after they that? You have to download a health pass. It's another one of those things where, um, like you know, like the like the thing that you didn't want on your phone. Yeah, yeah. But you have to do a screenshot. It's a QR code. But the app is like, of course, it's from the Islanders, and yeah, it's broken. So like you're trying to go to the number where it says for February for your birthday, and like it keeps moving to June, <laughs> and then like you're sitting there for like 20 minutes trying to fucking get this thing to work. But finally, when you get it, uh, you can't use your actual email. Also on the app, because if you if you put in your actual email, it sends you a back thing that you're declined to go to the game. <laughs> so, so what do you do? So I put like you can fuck right off at aim.com and it works <laughs> wow. every time. So then you have to go through three different stations. So the first station, you show your health pass and they and they check your temperature with the wrong machine. Nice. And then you go to the next station and then you have to show them you have to go through this whole system where they you have to take out your um, license. Uh, you have to take out uh the covid test 
and stuff like that. Um, and and the best part about this one is that the app that they give you for Northwell never works. Nice. So they sometimes give you a hard time if you just screenshot it because it says it's not real. Or if you're sitting there, then the app is like crashing. You're sitting there for a couple. It actually happened to me once where the app refused to work. Like right as I'm there. And then you finally go inside. You have to go through the metal detectors like always. And then you have to get out your tickets and all that stuff. And then you can finally go inside. So, I mean, don't you think that that the whole point is I understand making people get a COVID test. Like that's yeah. fine. But don't you think that kind of that kind of covers it? You know what I mean? Like if you don't have COVID, why do you have to jump through all these other hoops in order to get in well, the game? The, the one thing I just don't agree with is the stupid virtual thing. Because it's, right. it's a really a complete waste of time. So it's not like, so I asked them this when I did it. Like, could you take a virtual and they can, like, say if there's, like, a Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday game, right? Could I do, like, one virtual thing because it's a waste of time? Yeah, like, yeah. Could I book for my Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday game COVID test? You have to do a virtual for every single one. And that virtual takes a long fucking time. So, and you're really sitting there, like, in the hours of, like, when's convenient for them. So, you're, like, yeah, yeah, right. to get a call from work. Yeah. And, like, the COVID test, you have to, like, go on your lunch break and try not to get caught with I, that, too. I mean, the to me, the worst part about this whole thing is, like, so... You get the you get the the COVID test. You, you're you're negative. It's great. You go in. You show them the 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 vir- you do the virtual thing. You get the COVID test. You show them the app or whatever it is, and then you still have to be an Islander fan after that. Yeah. So it's still a nightmare. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. no there's no, no resolution so, to so that I'm, part. I'm never trying to say anything good about the Rangers, <laughs> but they actually developed the system was right. Like literally, the Islander fans are the only ones that have to go through this. Like everything else, not having a home, not having this, why everything's backwards. It's always with us. So. With the Ranger fans, they literally set up a little tent in front of the, like in front of MSG, even though there's arena can go fuck right off. Um, they do a rapid PCR test. 15 minutes later, good luck, enjoy the game. Yeah, boom, you're done. <laughs> it's like, why do we have to do all the? It's like it's a, well, literally a week process. For well, you fucking game. You know from experience at this point, like just off of offhand, like New Jersey doesn't do it. Boston doesn't do it. Yeah. Rangers have it figured out at least. Yeah. So that it's it's like a game. It's the game day experience. You have to go well, there. You have to do the it's, thing. It's literally what I know what it is because the Islanders are in bed with Northwell Health, so it's their sponsor. It's, it's just so, not a good look. Like, eh, but they don't care. No, they don't. Obviously, yeah, I mean, they wouldn't make you do all this if they uh, cared. Yeah. Like, but I mean, but the thing is, like, that's what it, it makes me wonder. Like, but then you can go down the block to like any restaurant, and and it's like there's no protocol for anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like. Uh, and if you have to go to work on the LIR, which is fully corrupted too, it's like they squish in there like sardines. Like, oh, you get COVID? Too bad. Well, <laughs> that's Long Island. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like it's time to move out. I know. After seeing your nice place, I might. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the, all right, let's let's get into it then. Let's talk about the the first of all. Let's talk about trade deadline because we both made some pickups in the trade deadline. We picked up three players. You guys grabbed two, right? Three. You guys grabbed three. Yeah, it's Benjamin from Ottawa. Okay. Um. Same. We did the same thing, yeah. uh, but everything from Ottawa. <laughs> but so both of us got some good players for good prices. Yeah, pretty much. Um, only one. I mean, both the players that we talked about, like for for the Islanders portion, I think we did fairly well. They Forwards, both, you're talking? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Zajac and uh, Palmieri. Yep. So they're both doing very well. I I just don't know what happened to the team after the acquisitions. They just decided the rest of the team just decided to fuck right off. So. Well, um, I, so we we've we've kind of had this conversation off air, if you will, about the fact that both of those players within four games have each scored a goal, yeah. which is pretty impressive. I mean, I think that you know Taylor Hall scored two in three games, but that's against besides that's besides the point. <laughs> both of them against the Islanders. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Um, but I would say, especially for what you guys paid. You already, it's a win. It's not a win, like, you didn't win the season because of it, but, like, you won the the trade deadline with that. I, I think so. For I mean, you guys, it, you know? It's a first-round pick, but it's it's a late first-round pick. You know? Hopefully it's as late as possible for you, yeah, right? Like, exactly. So, I mean, I mean they're, they're an actual true version of a rental player because we have no room after this. There, there's no, even if we wanted to, even if they wanted to. Yeah. Uh, Wu's going to have to do some weird magic, some voodoo magic that he does. and I mean, he does some and, shit. He and, makes things work. But why is that? Because you guys have contracts you have to pay or because you already well, have money reason, on the books? Well, the only reason they're there is because Lee has, is on LTIR. Okay. So once he comes back, but, we're literally so you ceiling. Are you guys locked up with contracts or you have anyone well, we, free we agents? Have or? Some, we have some people that we have to resign coming yeah. up. But the problem is that we're loaded up with terrible contracts of people who don't even play. Like Andrew Ladd, 
You know, we have another couple years of Leo Komarov, the most elite winger there is in the <laughs> NHL. So, um, you know, there's players that need to be moved that are that are there. Yeah. Um, but then there's players that we need to resign that should be there. So, it's weird. It, it's it's so weird saying stuff like this as an Islander fan because we were just talking about it at uh, at breakfast, like how at one point the Islander fan base was literally like just trying to hit the salary floor. Right. Well, we were talking about Tim Thomas. Yeah, like, would never play. Yeah. Just just so we can actually like not get fined. So I still stand by the fact that you should get a Tim Thomas Islander jersey. Um, I, I'm not even so sure that he was assigned a number. No, he wasn't. Was he? No. So he, he was literally assigned a picture on uh, NHL tonight. Uh, they just put his picture up there for a hot second, and was like, oh, "Well, good luck." Well, then you can just get. <laughs> and a, then he he literally just said, "Um, well, goodbye." Like two minutes later, I think he went to Dallas or Florida. He went to one or the other. Yeah, he did go somewhere, right? So he what happened he, was he like left and then he came. I back. think he went to Florida, and then he got his pads all made up and all that, and then he got traded to Dallas because there was a game where he played with Florida pads on. When he was in Dallas. I love those when that happens. It looked ridiculous. And also, now I remember because he was on the same team as Luongo for a second. Oh, yeah, you're right. And yeah. that was a whole, like, story in itself. Yeah. But either way, I still think you should get it. It would be funny. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, I think contract situations are tough. I've also heard that people speculate that Palmieri is going to go back to New Jersey, which I don't know I why mean, he would. But If I was him, I wouldn't go back to that shit show. Me either. But, I mean, no offense to like, the Devil fans, but I mean... No, offense to the uh, Devil fans. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, I think... But if I remember, I don't know if it's true or not, but somebody had said that he's from there or maybe... I don't know. He, he's been there for a while. Well, I mean, he threw some shade at them. Did like, he? What? Yeah, like, there was like articles that he came out. He was like, oh, thank God I'm out of there or something like that. Now I actually have a chance to win. Yeesh. So it's, well, I mean, let's for this season, that's... True, he's not like he's not really throwing. Yeah, I mean, but we'll see. It's it's like I'm not trying to be a demi downer when I talk about this stuff, but man, but I don't know, man, with the downers. Like, if you asked me about two weeks ago, I'll be like, hell yeah. Well, but no matter what, he still has a better chance of winning with the Islanders and the Devils yeah, this year, yeah, of course. You know, so he's not lying. Like, he, but it, it's I don't know. It's like the true colors are starting to come out, and this is a very very terrible time to start looking like shit. Well, and, and that's I think that's what I was saying to you earlier is like not even giving you a hard time for two straight losses, but it's like at this point in the season, this is a bad time to take two well, losses to too for us. If you we saw out there, remember when we were watching the game together last night and I'm like reading off like the numbers and the lines, I'm like, wow, that's a weird line. And then the yeah, second yeah. line go out, wow, that's another weird line. Yeah. So like if you're jumbling at this time of the year, it's like Jesus. Like like remember when, when we first got the acquisitions and I called you. Like it was easy plugins. We had a hole in the third line. We had a hole in the first line to make up for Lee. You put Palmari in the first. You put Zajac yep. on the third. And boom! Keep the rest of the team the way it is. But it, I don't want to be one of those fans that start talking shit about the decisions of the coach. Um, you know, Barry. It's, Barry's it's hard to, to question him. Barry, yeah, because Barry's a he. Like, thank God he's our coach. I'm gonna say that. But I don't know what is this reason with this hard on he has about with Komarov and Dal Cole. It's like they're lost causes. Just, just let them fucking go. But you know like, he likes grinders. He, yeah, but they're he's, not grinders. They cost us games. Okay. So there's a difference. Like, like Leo, I want to like Leo. You, you know what I mean? Like when he first came to the Islanders, was the contract shitty? Yeah, it was kind of shitty contract. It's because, you know, Lou does this thing where he takes his guys over and gives them whatever the fuck they want. And with this one, it's like, dude, there's been at least two or three games a season where it was a stupid icing from Leo. In the last 20 seconds of the game. And they scored? And they scored. Yeesh. You like literally cost To lose teams. or to overtime? No, to lose. Yeah, that's... Like it would be a tie game or, or some scenario like that. Or or even, you know, give up multiple goals. So I, I remember this one. It was against the Capitals, actually. It was towards the beginning of the season. And he iced the puck, came back, lost coverage of his man, and then they scored on us. We lose. So in that situation, does does... But he doesn't Barry, send them down. But does Barry Trotz bench him the next game, scratch him or anything? No, his ass got moved up to the first line. Hell yeah. It's like... Maybe he's still in with the Capitals. Maybe this is all a plot. It's just a plot. <laughs> yeah. It's like how big Z's over there, too. It's yeah, like a yeah. plot to go against you guys. Yeah, exactly. Like out of the first round, you know? No, well, so when we play Washington, Chara's going to throw the game 
so that we can oh, win. You know okay. what I'm saying? He's just waiting for the playoffs. I don't know. It, maybe that was an initial move, but then he became best friends with Obi. Yeah, that's true. So that now he's like, now we're gonna double cross them. Now we're yeah. It's we're like, gonna, fuck these motherfuckers. I was the captain. Remember that? Pedal to the floor for him. I know. I'm sad. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I think that. It's not the end of the world that they lost two games in a row. No, it's it's, it's not. But, it's what they look like. But at the same time, you also have to think about, like, they. you guys beat us five times. The Bruins desperately, desperately wanted to beat the Islanders because it's a mental thing. I, I always think that we had a huge stretch this year where we couldn't score a five-on-five five goal. Like, we we lost, like, five games, one nothing, or or by one goal or whatever. We couldn't score. It was only only power play or... Only the first line was able to score. And I think we sh- scored more shorthanded than five on five. So it's like that's the type of the of thing where it was all mental playing against the Islanders where they beat us five times. We got three more times to play against them. If we don't pull at least one of these games out, if we have to face them in the playoffs, it's big mental. Yeah. It's mental. Like you, you might even get swept. Yeah, but also on this point, like the games that you won, way more important than the games that we won. And that's what I that's what I'm talking about earlier where it's like this, this is the time of year. This is this is what the Bruins are going to be going to the playoffs. We're starting to get healthier. Yeah. That we were to get shittier. So. <laughs> you know, I don't I don't I never want to see any players get injured or anything, but I also it's kind of another thing where it's similar to like that mental aspect where if you don't get injured at all for like a long stretch of time, for me it's only a matter of time before something comes around. Somebody, I mean, you, aside from you guys losing Anders Lee, like, that's a huge, huge loss. But huge. other than that, you've been pretty fortunate with injuries this year. Other than that, like... Yeah, but last year we had some bad injuries. Yeah, but you say, still made it. Overcome, yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know... But what? I just don't want to see... I, I don't like... I don't, I'm hoping that you guys don't go and hobble into the playoffs and then... You know, that's that's the team that has to play in the playoffs. Like, you guys yeah. were great earlier in the season. And then, unfortunately, for for you and all the other fans, it's like you have to try to piece together a team in the playoffs and hope just, hope for a win. For what I'm more concerned about, it's the fact that we're jumbling as much as we are right now. That That's what scares me. It seems, like, But no it seems early to, to jumble. It's like, try to figure it out now with the jumbling. If it doesn't work, you have to, he's going to have to stick it out. Yeah, but there was a couple of things. Like, we had, more, like, at least five days off before these two games. Yeah. You know, there was plenty of time to practice and plenty of time to figure this out. It's not like we're just talking about, like, scrubs. These, these are professional players. So, they had the time. They know how to play. They can plug and go. You know, it's just, it, it's just, I don't want to say typical Islander stuff because... You know, I'm trying to move away from that type of stuff, but they do this stuff, man. Like, it was that one year, the final year of the Coliseum, we had the most points that ever, like, over 100 points, and the team yeah. was on fire, and then <clears throat> playoffs. Well, so, <laughs> so, so how do you feel, just talking about right now specifically, how do you feel about the, in general, teams getting a bunch of days off? Because I don't like it. I think that it cools like it them either. off. I think it that does, and I, we saw it firsthand. People aren't ready to go for games, and they, once... I mean, you 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 had said the other day after the first period the game was over, so it's like they can't get it going early enough. Well, that, that's exactly what it is, and, and and I'm not trying to like I keep saying I'm not trying to be like one of those like crazy fans like oh fuck this, but with the Islanders I know especially they get those multiple days off, and if they show up in that first period and they're not ready to go, they're never gonna get the feet underneath them, never throughout the entire game. Usually the way that the Islanders games, from what I've been seeing this year, is. First period, monsters. Second period, they're going great. Third period is like, please, God, hold on to this lead. Yeah. So if you're already starting off the first period and not being able to do anything, it's like the game is lost. Like, it's done. Because they do this thing, I don't know why. It's mentally, they if they're under, like they have games that they came back from being under and stuff like that, but if it's like a big lead. Especially, it wasn't just the fact that it was a lead. It was that the first game was 27-7, to 7, I believe the shots were, after the first period. That's bad. That means defense didn't I, show up. That means you're relying heavily on your goaltending. And, you know, they'll make all the saves, but there's so much they can do. And especially when you're not producing goals back. So between the two games that we had against the Bruins, against you guys, I think there was one goal, and that was from a 38-year-old Andy Green. So that's kind of bad. Didn't I thought Zajac scored in the first game. Wasn't that his first? Or, uh, what's his name? Who did you pick up? Yeah. That was Zajac? Yeah. I, I thought it was Andy Green. No, I thought it was him because that because that was like now I know that both of those players have scored 
since you guys oh, acquired them. Right. I think right. it was, but um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think that the first game, you, you guys definitely had a better shot of winning that first game. The second game seemed like a complete 100% oh, effort by if us. If I'm not like, mistaken, I believe it was an assist from Zajac. Oh, maybe He's that's what it was. The whole play, got on the bench, got back on the bench, and yeah. Andy Green scored the goal. Maybe that's what it was. That's what it was. But I know, I, I set up the whole play. Yeah, I think he played a part in it for sure. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I really, I really expected that those both of those games to go differently. I expected it to be a close game because a lot of our games this year, except for one, I think we got blown out by you guys like five one or something. But I think a lot of those games were pretty close. Whether they went to overtime or, you know, it was one or two goals that you guys won by, but it wasn't like a blowout, like a five-one or well, whatever. Both good teams, you, you know? well, so and that, least, that's why I expected competitive, but right? The, but these past two games, they were not competitive. It was it was one sided. I literally was, you know, I was like, whatever, we're here, let's have fun. Well, type of thing, but it, it wasn't. I, they weren't there. And I also said too, like I really did expect the Islanders to come out better than the Bruins in the second game because. Typically, the teams I see that lose on a back-to-back come out super strong on the next game and really want to pull out that win because it's a it is a th- those games specifically knowing that you might face up with a team in the playoffs are like a character-building game. Yeah, but they did. Like it's weird though. So the first period it was a very tight game. Both goaltenders were fucking on their heads. Yeah, the whole team, both teams were great. Yep, but I believe that goal with two seconds left in the first period that completely changed the game yeah like they were not the same team coming out in the second and they were even worse coming into the third you guys capitalize on that so it's like what are you gonna do you know i mean we play you guys one more time this year and i think that we've on a saturday too yeah and it's gonna be it should be a good game i mean it's gonna you're gonna come Gonna go through all that protocol (laughs) we'll see about that i don't know (laughs) we'll have to look and see when it is exactly but i i mean it's. I think it's going to be like a playoff atmosphere game because it could mean it should mean a lot to it's both teams. It's going to mean a lot, right. especially our division is super tight right now. So yeah. below us, what's what's the standings right it's now? It's Washington, us, Islanders, Pittsburgh, Boston, and the Rangers are right below that. I believe it. See, the Rangers are Philly, but yeah, I yeah, think it's the they, Rangers. But they're not too far off. No. So I mean, and everybody between one and four is pretty tight. So I mean, us losing those two games to you guys that that completely bit us in the ass. So all you have to do is pass up one more, and then if we lose again, it could change so easily. Well, and that's what I'm wondering is, like, is that next game between us going to be for, you know, are we going to be swapping spots in the standings because of it, you know? You never know. I mean, but that's that's the scary part, especially in our division, man. Like, this division, besides, like, the Devils and the Sabres, because they suck, but the rest of the division, every team is, it can be just as good as the next. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty scary division, so... I mean, it's not like Toronto where they're like cheering for gold and they're playing against Ottawa every other night, you know. By the way, I'm looking it up right now. May 10th, we play the the Islanders again. It's here. It's here. Yeah. Am I coming? It's a Monday. I could take off. (laughs) So, so we might we might be here for that again. But I mean, that that's gonna be a big game. Second to last game of the season for us. I don't know what it's going to be for you guys, but it's it's got to be the end, like just about the end. I think it is just about the end. So, you know that that game is absolutely going to matter for one of those teams, both of those teams, I'm sure, because you know I, I think I talked, I said this to you yesterday, but we have five, wait, one, two, three, four, five games still to play against Buffalo, which for us is great because we should win four out of five of those at least. Four out of five? I think we should win five of five, but I'm saying uh, like, you better win five out of well, five against I, Buffalo. I'm just saying though, like you never you all, you know how it is. Uh, you go in against a team that's dude, bad. They have and no Eichel, even even Oposo's out. We now. stole Taylor Hall from them. Yeah, well, what do they have? I don't know, man. I'm just saying, like I don't want to be like, yeah, it's it's a guarantee. It's five. Jeff Skinner. It's five wins. That's ten points. Damn. What's our schedule look like? You have that up? Uh, let me see if I can try to pull that up. Uh, it's probably a very difficult schedule. Well, how, think about it. How many times have you played some of those other? Like, have you played Washington and not, like we've already played Philly. We're done with Philly. Are you? I yeah. know we have Philly again. So are we have Philly on Sunday? Today Sunday. Today is Saturday. Tomorrow then Sunday tomorrow. Philly tomorrow in Philly. Um, I was debating if I should go to that one. 
Let me see. I'm trying to pull this up here so that we can look at it. So you got you got Philly tomorrow, Rangers, three games straight against the Capitals. Two games against the Rangers, a couple games against Buffalo. You, I mean, it's not that tough. Aside from that, Washington, you guys do pretty well against the Rangers. Uh, it's like split this year. And then you got two against Buffalo, two against the Devils, and then you have one against us. So, I mean, you still yeah, have four games that should be a, a layup for you. Yeah. So what are the points at right now? The points. The, so the standings. Um, let's see. It's tight. Like you were saying, it's it's pretty tight. So it's Washington with 62. Mm-hmm. You guys have 58. 57 for Pittsburgh. Please. And then we're at 54. But we also have... We have a couple games in hand. We have two we have games in hand on you and three on, on Washington. So, I mean... With all those games coming up against Buffalo, that it's going to be good for us. But I don't know. It, nothing like, is a given in this league. I mean, we've seen I've seen so many injuries this year. We've had players tough to stay in the lineup, and Tuca is is questionable, and not about like his play. I mean, if he if he's in, he's usually playing pretty well. But he's been in and out of the lineup so much this season that if he tweaks something again, then he's probably done for the playoffs. You think he's done for the Bruins? I don't know, man. That's tough. That's tough because his contract is up. He says he doesn't want to go anywhere else. I think that he would retire before going to another team. But I think that the only way the Bruins re-sign him with us having this goalie, this this backup goaltender who's a rookie, who's playing very well right now. He's four and one. Was shut out. um, A lot of confidence and Swayman. Swayman. I think that it really changes the look of next year. Like if Tuca says, "Hey, man, I'm out," or no, I, w- I won't sign for four million or whatever it is. Then, I think they roll with the young kid. And then he goes to the new kid and goes, "They took up my team." And then <laughs> the new kid took his team. Man, I don't know. He just, I, I think, I don't know. It's it's tough because, especially with the the expansion draft, I don't know how it's going to go about. I mean, for us at least, we I have an idea of who we might lose. Who do you think you're going to lose in that draft? Well, I mean, there's like there's people that are so they this type of stuff I'm terrible with. I don't understand it too much. Yeah. So like I, I hate to pretend to be like one of those guys, but you know they have people show me like a little nice little Venn diagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the, the who's eligible to get taken? Yeah. So at least the people that we're gonna lose because there's a couple players that are key. Yeah. And then I believe for the expansion draft, if they're RFAs, not not UFAs. It doesn't even matter. They can't take them no. away. And they just sign them after the expansion draft. Yep. So we have a bunch of players like that. We have no but trade clauses. I think that UFAs can be signed by Seattle as soon as they become UFAs, though. Like, if it was somebody who was, like, a UFA that you really wanted to re-sign and you wait until after that draft, they could they could snag them. They're UFA. Who's who's stopping them from signing well, I'm them? I'm saying, but if, if you have it with the player, like, if the GM has it with the player, like, they're not eligible to be taken from the draft. Right, that that's true. They yeah. can leave and go do whatever they right, want. Right, exactly. But yeah. they're not eligible to be taken from yep. the draft. That's true. So, I, I know there's a lot of players, but at least for us, I think the list of people that could be taken away is like Andrew Ladd, which we want to. You know, a lot of those type of contracts. But they probably won't take because they're terrible contracts. Um, I think the only other people that are noticeable in those is Matt Martin... Cal Clutterbuck, Josh Bailey, if they don't protect him, and Scott Mayfield. But they can take Scott Mayfield. He fucking sucks. <laughs> so <laughs> they can take him. Well, I mean, of all those players, those don't, like, they're yeah, they're valuable to your team. But, but it's, it's not like a Jordan Everly. Yeah, exactly. So the players with no movement clauses, automatically, they can't. You, you don't even have the option to... Like protect, protect them. They yeah. ha- they're already protected. Unfortunately, yeah. like that counts towards your number of players you can protect, though. So if there's a guy with no movement clause, he, he counts as like say he's a forward. He counts as one of your forwards that you're allowed to protect. Yeah. So I, I know that there's like two options, or there was two options where it was like you can protect four forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie, or you well, can protect those, seven players overall. You know what I mean? Like, well, for us at least, we don't have to worry about our goalie scenario. Entry level contracts. Yeah. Well, and that, and also because I think they have something. Don't 
quote me on this one, but this is just from what I understand is with Sorokin, because they brought him over for that one year thing from the KHL to here. He's technically a UFA, so before they negotiated his, you know, extending four contract, because it was like yeah. one of those like we'll see how you do for us, and you'll see how we do for you type of thing. It's like a uh, bet on yourself contract yeah, so type of thing. Yeah, he is not eligible for the draft either, and then obviously we protect Barley, and we don't have to worry about the goalie scenario. So yeah, at least that's a good thing. Well, and that that's a huge thing because like I, I said before, like when I was I was talking to to Will when we were talking about Islanders before, and I was like there was two things that I always felt like the Islanders lacked most throughout the years that I've been watching them and going to see, you know, going to see games and stuff. And it was a coach and a goal and a solid number one goaltender. So it was like, yeah, they had goalies that were fine. Yeah. They had coaches that were fine, nah, but now they debatable. have, no, no, no. but I'll go back on that coaching. That's fine. No, 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 no. But now yeah, they have, a, they have an elite coach Yeah, and they have, potentially elite goaltending. See, let's see how it goes over the next couple of seasons. Like one year isn't enough to like, same thing with Swayman. It's like, yeah, he's played five well, games. Also, but most of the goaltending scenario, you got to put on the line of, you know, Mitch Korn, goaltending well, coach. Like he's, but, he's phenomenal. I mean, he may turn Robin Leonard's career around. Sure. Made Grice look like a superstar. You know, you know, it's. Yeah. I, I, I mean, think it's good. I, the, that was what I thought that they were lacking. And obviously since they have both of those things now and a, and a solid team around it, it's showing. I mean, the, to be in Just second place. Well, yeah. <laughs> teams don't owe – you can't win every game. No, I know, I know. But, I mean – They were pretty rough. I was, <laughs> I was a little let down. You know, it's, it's one thing, like, you know, I know the players don't understand on this point, but, you know, like, you're excited. It's the middle, you know, first time, like, really leaving Long Island since yeah, yeah. pandemic started and finally get to see you in person because, you know, we're both here vaccinated and stuff. and. Come all the way out here and you laid an egg. <laughs> so. Well, like I said, I I, I kept thinking it wasn't going to go like that. It yeah. was going to be a it was going to be a tight game and it was going to be back and forth and it thankfully wasn't. <laughs> so uh, you're welcome. So, but you're all right, welcome. forgetting but, about those two games because I'm sure that that's what all Islander fans want to do right now. What? Do you see happening for this as a season? Do you see them ending the season in second place? Higher, lower, you know, where do you... You feel two or three, right? Like, you think you're going to end in two or three? I don't know. If I had to make a prediction, I'm going to say 100% we're making the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I don't see us dropping off that much. No. Um, Because, I mean, I don't see the Rangers coming. There's not that many games left anyway. Yeah, I know. So, I mean, I see us making it in. Um... Honestly, what they need to do is really sit at practice, go to the drawing board, and, you know, really figure out the chemistry of the team. They can't be jumbling on the fly because that's like a Capuano type of thing. That's what we're used to. It's um like when Jack Capuano and Doug Waite were the coaches, it's like there was no solidified, like, first, second, third, fourth line. Actually, it was always like one, two, three where it was a mess, and the fourth line was, you know, Clutterbuck, Martin, and Zizekas. Yeah. So as long as they figure that shit out, and they figure out the positions, and, and it's solid, and there's chemistry, and they can move forward. I, I feel like, you know, they have the players to make something happen. As much as I like to complain about Barzal and his ridiculous contract and then spinning around in circles and losing the puck, but you know what? If he works well with the players, and, you know, I, I honestly feel that they buy into a system, and we've seen throughout the season that when they do buy in and when they're concentrated and the defense is playing up to par, they're a very dangerous team to play against. And a lot of players don't like playing against the Islanders, and and I feel they're annoying. They're, is the, yeah. is the thing like they're, they're they they don't allow goals. They're not right. a flashy team. They're they're not. They jam up the shooting yeah. lanes. It's a it's a problem. But the things the same things we have to fix up that we saw about your team also yesterday. The power plays are horrible. Both teams. Both teams. Yeah. Like this is not like a like a new thing with us. Like our power play has been awful for years, and the finger keeps getting pointed everywhere. The Players know they have to get those, you know, those openings and shoot the puck. And, and I know it's like the typical joke thing where you like, shoot and, you know, the fans typical go that. But with the Islanders, it is in a position where they're not even trying. When you're going into a power play and you're ending the power play with maybe like zero to one shots on goal, it's like, come on. You have to make something happen. Now, like, so so then let me ask you, what do you think is the reasoning for that? And what do you think fixes it? We don't have a real sniper. Well, but not even that. Do you think that your puck, because typically there's a puck moving defenseman on the point, right? Yeah. So, like, do you not have that? 
I mean, I think we do. Be honest with you. Like, because what what could be what could fix that issue? Because that was always our thing. Was they like, don't look confident. Yeah. So like when we have like say Weddy, like he's awesome on the power play. Yeah. You know, you know, we have a couple players that can do some stuff and do some damage. We have Pajot, yeah, Herbelay. You have a couple players that can do this, but for some reason, and I can't put my finger on it, is we'll be on five on five hockey. They look fantastic. We go on the power play and they're lost. Like they don't know what to do. And they're losing their point, and they're, they're. I don't know how to explain this one too well. Is like from what I can see is that when they're finally ready to shoot the puck, like everybody on the opposite team knows they're gonna shoot the puck. Yeah. Like they're so slow with it. There's no one timers. They're 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 waiting so perfectly for the right shot. But at that point, everyone's aware of what's going on. They're so predictable. Like, they're, they're not making the opposite team scramble to figure out what the puck is. They're not making it confusing or making the other team work hard for it. It's very, very typical. It's, you know, they start at the point, pass one here, pass to the side, pass over here, and then they lose the puck. And it's like, at that point, you can't do the same thing over and over again. You have to have someone always at the net. And that's a big thing that we're missing with Anders Lee right now. He was that big body always crashing in front of the net and getting those dirty goals that nobody wants to do. Well, now, I, I know that Matt Martin's not an elite goal scorer, but why not plant him in front of the net they've on the power play? That. They've been doing stuff like that. Because, I mean, that, that's what I would but, think. But, see, the thing is, even if you don't score on the power play, at least try. Yeah. So, like, But if you're coming away from power plays and you're not even having a shot on net yeah. and, or you're spending most of the time on the opposite side of the ice, yeah. like, that, that's a problem. Well, so... You know, I would have thought that Barry Trotz would have been able to fix that, but at the same time, now I'm thinking about it, and it's like he was given a gift in Washington. Having Ovechkin, o- having Ovechkin yeah. and Backstrom on the power play unit is like, what else can you, unless you have McDavid or Crosby, like what else could you possibly want? Like that, those two guys there, like. I don't, I don't want to be that hater because everywhere I go, like I think people are probably aware that I'm such a hater with this. But when you have a guy that everyone claims is one of the flashiest, nicest players in the NHL and Matt Barzell, like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you're getting paid the money. Well, but they need they need to just sit him on that on the same, on that OV spot. But he does the same thing. And, and see, this is where I get a very pissy about this, and a lot of my friends disagree with me on this. He, he gets the puck. He gets a little too fancy with it. He's trying to do these, like, spinoramas. And he wants to highlight stuff. real goals. Yeah, but then he never gets them. Yeah. He gets them, like, once or twice a year. Like, there was that... That, that breakaway goal. one? Yeah, and then, yeah. You get those. Like, whatever. I get them. But, yes, they come a little so often. But, like, when you're getting paid that type of money, man, like, you, you like I always say this to everyone... If you want to get paid like Ovi, you have to play like Ovi. You have to you have to produce. And he doesn't produce. I see him give up the puck way more than he even like shoots at the net. So then the, the I guess the question is with with how much you're like I don't want to say you're anti Barzal because you're not. It's just the anti contract basically. What if they didn't sign him? So say they were like, "Hey, here we're we're going to give you 8 million." He goes, "Well, I'm going to go get 10 somewhere else." Because he probably would. Yeah, but 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 for what promises? But I'm just like, saying, what do you think that this team is is where they are or as good without him? Like, let's be real. I think so. Like, if you if you had to, re- I, I personally think so. If you replaced everyone, him in the offseason, everyone season, loves saying like, the whole points thing. Yeah. But honestly, if you're on the ice for a goal and you just touch it at one point, you're getting like a third assist or like a second assist. Or, yeah. You know what? You're getting those points added up. True. So it, it's like. Yeah, but when you're getting paid that type of money. So my biggest problem with that contract, and I say a lot of things, and then people are going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but when you're getting paid that type of money, like you only have, what, 89 mil for the, for the whole salary cap? Yeah. So at that point, if you're making that type of money, you better be producing a lot more than that because you're going to do nothing but hurt the team. So now you see teams that went through the same scenario. Like you have, like say, for instance, Toronto with Tavares went over there. Like after this year, if they don't win, they are so screwed. With contracts. Yeah. You lose for every player that you give extra money like that to, you lose crucial pieces in defense and third line, fourth line, goaltending. You lose those pieces. So now let's say right here that we're at, uh, we're just to backtrack a little bit, like then you have teams like Edmonton, like they should be better than what they are. McDavid took sure. too much money. You saw teams that were creating a new dynasty in Chicago. Jonathan Taze and Patrick Kane took those two big contracts. Look where they are now. They went to a payoff series where... They were seen as a joke because they couldn't score one damn goal in the entire playoff series. What was that? Two years ago, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. Where, where they had that that uh, that 
marketing team made the whole thing about one goal. Yeah. And then they end up only scoring one goal the entire <laughs> series. So, you, you know, you in, in a sport like this, you can't do those. And this became like a hot thing paying these players like over the top. Don't get me wrong. Every player deserves the most money they could possibly get because it's a very hard sport and you only have a longevity in it. But at 89 mil, you have to choose if you want to win or you want to get paid. Well, and we were talking about this earlier. Like, I, I'm not saying, like, we're, we're in a good shape right now with the Bruins and we've been to the finals and all this stuff. But, like, if you look at the contracts, aside from Krejci and aside from Rask, like our top line, Martian's getting paid, like, $6.5 million. That and is I've just, been, that dude, is just unheard rather, of. Dude, and I'm saying this and people are going to kill me for saying this. I'd rather have a Martian at $6 million than a Barzal at ten. But... Martian's better than Barzal anyway. I know, but that's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why it doesn't make any sense. That's why I got so pissy about this. Yeah. Because he was holding out on showing up to camp. So I don't like players like that. You, you know what I mean? Like when, like for instance, like when we became the captain and they were, they were doing this contract, right? Everyone's saying in the NHL, oh, he's going to leave because he hasn't signed yet, blah, 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 blah. The reality was he, as a true captain of the team, he sat on the sidelines and said, Pick up the players that you need to do, pay the players that you need to do, and whatever's left over, then we'll talk to me. Let me let me ask you this because I'm looking at it right now. What is do you know what Eberle's contract is? How much? Five and a half. Do you know what Nelson's contract is? Six. So right? so both of them have more goals than Barzal. And oh, yeah. it's not all about goals. Wait, was it actually right about the numbers? I don't know about that. I'm asking because if I, he's believe, getting paid ten. Eberle took I know for a fact took less money to stay with the team. Yeah. So when he signed initially it was either he was getting close to the six or he was at five and a half, and he took, I remember, $500,000 less to stay with the team Yeah, because he wanted to stay with the team. So both of those guys are producing just as much as he is for, you know, three or $4 million less. Yeah. And it's not, I mean, of course, this is a, like, I don't know if I would say it's a weird year because everybody's dealing with the same stuff. but Everyone is. But, like, I mean, you got to realize that he's not producing as a $10 million player. Well, so technically, right now he's not a ten million dollar player. They split it up in a weird way, right? No, but if you average so the back up, the, end, but but on the third year, he is making that ten right. million dollar mark. So that this is theoretically his bridge contract. Yeah. So on the third year on a bridge contract, you're making ten million dollars. What the fuck is your next contract going to expect to be? Well, and that's kind of like what people were talking about with Taylor Hall. It's like this kid wants a lot of money. But he's not producing, and he put a he put a bet on himself to go to Buffalo, and then he did nothing. Now he's coming here. He scored the same amount of goals in two games that he did the in the whole season. season. Yeah. So, so but, but also you're working with nobody in Buffalo. Fair, but he wasn't earlier in the year. I mean, was he playing? I don't know if he was playing the with Eichel. The team was doing shit. Yeah, he so, never should have went there anyway. He had even said, "I wanted to go to a place that I thought I could win." Is it is it true that the coach that they had at the beginning of the season in Buffalo they took from the Premier League? I don't know. Like from soccer? I have no idea. I hope not. I, I think it is true. There's got to be. The guy that they just fired, he was a coach from the Premier League. Oh, my God. That's. <laughs> they're just trying to lose now. Uh, it's it's They're past that point. They're past that point. I think they I think they beat the record of the most losses in the row. So. Oh, I think that it, they at least tied it or something like that. Yeah. They beat it by one game. If I'm not mistaken. Either way. So, so. That means they beat the the Islanders with Scott Gordon as a coach. Like Jesus Christ! I didn't I didn't quite get an answer from you. What do you? Where do you see the Islanders at the end of the season in in the in terms of one through four? Because we're we're coming up on the end here. Like it's not going to be. I want to say honestly, two. Okay, I'm just saying that because. Do you think that these two games are like kind of a. Uh, uh, Eye opener to them, and that they come out hot in the next game against Philly. It, I've seen this happen. Yeah, like they even in this season too. They they laid a couple eggs and they came back and they were went on a streak. Or, or, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, right before the streak. Um, they have the players to do it. Sure. As of right now, they have the players and they have the goaltending. They have the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, is Scott Mayfield one of those people that should be on that? No, <laughs> he sucks. Ever since he cut his hair, he went to shit. But um. I believe they could do it if I want to be optimistic. If I want to be the opposite of that, I would say third, that the Bruins pass us. So then we see you in the first round. If we're if it's two one, two, three, four, and we're two and three, then we see you first round. And that's where a hundred dollars come in play. Yeah, so I, I don't think I've mentioned it on here before, but now's the perfect time. 
you and I have a hundred dollar bet. Not who finishes with the better record. It's who goes further in the playoffs. So even if we don't play each other, if you lose in the first round and we win in the first round, I win hundred bucks. So for everyone listening, we have a hundred dollars on the line, um, and you guys can get as invested into this as I am, uh, and root for the Bruins because we all know that that's who's going to win anyway. But we have one. We have one. <laughs> they took up my cup. Yeah, they they <laughs> took up my cup when I went two years after we just won one. It's fine. Uh, but anyways, we have one more game against the Islanders this year. It's going to be a huge game because it's at the very end of the season. Could mean a lot. Could could quite literally mean playoff positioning or not making the playoffs at all, depending on what the standings look like at that point. Um, but I, regardless, I think, I think no matter what you jumble scenario, you want to put it, it's going to be capitals, Islanders, Bruins, penguins. Well, so one place not, not, for not in general, I'm saying those four teams. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Are going to progress. Right. Because you know, fuck the Rangers. <laughs> They're not gonna. And they, the other two are and the other couple were miserable. So yeah, I think Philly was close, and I think they sort of fell off yeah, recently. So I don't we know. Got them tomorrow. So. Oh, man, how bad would that be if you guys got bounced by the Rangers? Like you guys, get, they came into fourth place. It's not happening. They're, they're really far behind. Yikes! They're really far behind us. Yeah, but it's looking like you guys are slipping a bit here. Going on a nice well, losing streak, and well, if they get hot, the, if the bread the man scores a couple more bread hat bread tricks. Man, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, get like that, I said, get that first overall pick bust from them, yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I, I, I think we're on the same page with that. We think that number one overall Lafreniere is a is a bust, but it's a it's a short year and it's a weird year, and who knows what's going to happen next year? But usually they make an impact, and he has not yet. So I don't know. Let's hope everyone listening that the Rangers bounce the Islanders out of the playoffs and <laughs> the Bruins just make the playoffs and then I win a hundred bucks. So yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got. I think I think that I'm looking forward to this last game that we have because like I said, it could be a big deal. And um, you know, I always like playing the Islanders because we always have a good sort of back and forth when the games are going or whatever. And still five and two. We're yeah, you're still five and two, but it doesn't matter till the playoffs, so We'll see what happens then. We'll see. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, you know, talking to me about Islanders, Bruins, and hanging out and, you know, had had a good time even though you guys got blown out last night. Not a big deal, but we'll move on from that. Um, but, yeah, so let's talk again next time when the Islanders come out here, and we'll see where we stand at that point. All right. I'll be sitting right next to you. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Peace. Thanks. Thanks.